Hello, plantpreneurs, and welcome to Series 4 of the Plant-Based Business Podcast brought to you by us here at Vivolution. I'm Eric Amundsen, your co-host, and welcome to one of our mini-episodes where we will hear from a startup's success story. Tune in each week to hear from a founder who has found funding utilizing the Vivolution investment marketplace. I want to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor, Moonshot Collaborative. What's the single biggest factor in the success of your business? Your customers. And without any feedback and buy-in from them on your most important business decisions, it's easy to make expensive mistakes. And that's where Moonshot Collaborative comes in. They're a consumer research firm focused exclusively on actionable, affordable insights on plant-based consumers. As a member of the plant-based business community, I know the challenges that plant-based and alternative protein startups face when it comes to consumer research. The options are usually super expensive and not really focused on the people actually buying those plant-based products. But Moonshot Collaborative offers a solution uniquely tailored to startups in this space. Not only is their research cost-effective and action-oriented, but every member of their panel has purchased a plant-based meat, egg, or dairy product in the 90 days prior to signing up. Moonshot Collaborative has a solution to fit any budget. You can choose from custom research or multi-client surveys that offer group pricing, or maybe you need in-depth reports on the beliefs and behaviors of these key consumers. So if you're a startup looking to learn more about your customers, you can use code VIVOLUTION to get 20% off your first five survey questions with Moonshot Collaborative. That's V-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N, VIVOLUTION, to get 20% off your first five survey questions. Just head to moonshotcollaborative.com to get started. Eric Amundsen here, and today I'm joined by Jean Lawrence, co-founder and CEO of DeNovo Dairy. Jean, how are you doing? I couldn't be better. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you so much for being here. You know, today we're going to talk about DeNovo Dairy and, you know, your 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 success of your fundraising round. Can you just tell us about DeNovo Dairy? What is what is the business uh, and what problem are you solving? DeNovo Dairy is the, the, the first uh, precision fermentation uh, company based in Africa. We're based in uh, Cape Town, South Africa. And naturally, I think basis our, you know, geography and our location, we are focused on nutrition. And so the proteins that we are looking to express in our, you know, biological hosts are uh, proteins that are very important for uh, infant development. And so these proteins are quite scarce in in nature. They're very expensive to extract. And so the the problem that we're trying to solve is to make these proteins, you know, more accessible, but also cheaper in order for these proteins to be, you know, included in in baby formula and nutraceuticals in order to assist with, uh, you know, just general health and, and uh, you know, especially infants' uh, uh, nutrition and their, um, I guess, you mo- mostly their immune development. Uh, immune development at a very young age is, is very important, uh, especially if you can't breastfeed, um, having the right nutrition, having the ni- right proteins is very important at a young age. And that's what we're trying to, you know, focus on at the Novo Dairy. Tell us about the origin story, you know, how you and the co-founders met and, and where this all began. Yeah, so we do actually have quite an interesting and cool origin story, I think. Uh, me and Leah, the one uh, co-founder, our CSO, she, uh, I've known her for about 10 years. We've previously started a company called Gourmet Grub, in which we focused on uh, using uh, insect, commercially farmed insects to create, uh, you know, milk alternatives. 
we've now, you know, of course, since moved on to this. The other two co-founders is Richard Greaves and Joni. They've also known each other for many, many years. But uh, a mutual friend actually introduced myself and Leah to uh, Joni and Richard. We both found out that, you know, we were looking at something, they were looking at something. We, we decided to have a discussion uh, and, you know, things just aligned. We, we both, we all, I think, clicked very well. We, we had the same kind of vision of what we, you know, the future would look like for the company. We had a few more calls and we were like, you know what, let's just start, let's just do this all together. We'll, we'll, we'll co-found as, as four people together. We all have, you know, different skills. I'm on the business side. I studied supply chain management. Leah Bessa did her PhD in alternative proteins. Richard is an engineer. You always need an engineer, even <laughs> though you think you don't, you still need an engineer. And then uh, Joni Simon, she is a molecular biologist and focused on uh, protein crystallization in her masters. So it's, I mean, we, I, I'm the only non-technical founder, unfortunately, but I mean, a business is also of course important. And yeah, we've just been since then, We've been having great fun. We raised a good amount of money and we've just been kind of building the bridge. I'm the CEO, but honestly, the, the two ladies are, of course, uh, m the most important here. And they, <laughs> the, the, they're the scientists and they're, they're kind of pushing the way forward. I don't, from talking to a lot of, of, of businesses, it doesn't seem like many of them are able to find that you know, well-rounded of a co-founding team compared to what you just described as far as having like the four corners of a square almost, yeah. right? I mean, just for our audience, maybe who isn't familiar, it's it's not like this is, uh, you know, um, a plant-based, traditional plant-based protein. What does it, what does precision fermentation mean? What is that, how has industry sort of come along over the last uh, couple of years and, and and give us sort of the high level summary of, of, of that industry and kind of where you fit in? Yeah, so uh, precision fermentation has actually started many, many, many years ago. It was used mostly by pharmaceutical uh, companies. Uh, it's in, and, and what it is, is they're essentially modifying, you know, uh, any kind of biological host. So yeast, filamentous fungi, uh, or even algae. Uh, and you're genetically modifying them in order to express, you know, either enzymes or proteins or even fats. Uh, that you would naturally find, you know, in a cow or any kind of other animals. And this, of course, makes uh, the, the protein just as functional and just as nutritious as you would find it in, in, in the animal. However, it's, of course, not from the animal. So that removes the animal from the equation, which, of course, is what is the most important thing here is we're trying to, you know, reduce animal farming. We're trying to reduce suffering and, and just essentially stop using animals in our supply chains. We're trying to express nature identical proteins that you would find in animals, but of course not using the animal in order to, you know, solve various problems that the food industry has. It's pretty fascinating to hear. And, you know, as we see these new categories and these new approaches to, um, you know, the, the proteins that we're producing, I'm so glad that you all are doing what you're doing. And regionally, you sort of have this advantage, right, of being where you are and there's not a lot of competition there. Um, can you tell us about the African market and, and, you know, your confidence in being there and what that, you know, what the expansion looks like and, and you know, how much of your, your core business and initial customers may or may not be in that continent? Like, how does that growth through the continent of Africa look like? Are there advantages and disadvantages there? Yeah, Africa is definitely an interesting place. It's definitely a difficult place to do business. However, I think it, 
it's a definitely you have an advantage if you're from Africa. I think it, trying to enter the African market from Europe or America is very difficult. You don't understand necessarily how things work here. Coming from here makes it a little bit easier, not significantly. A few benefits that, of course, a place like South Africa is uh, does have is R&D is significantly cheaper here. Manufacturing is significantly cheaper here than a lot of other places in the world. So you'll actually find quite a lot of manufacturing done here. African, uh, you know, countries that are really, really growing at the moment includes Nigeria, uh, Kenya, uh, Rwanda, and South Africa. A lot of investors are putting money into Africa. So you can, and, and, and I, I personally think COVID has kind of sparked that since, mm. I mean, you can look at 2020, 2021, the amount of funding that has started flowing into Africa is absolutely amazing. It's, 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 it's of course, still small, but a percentage growth has, has been amazing. And so the, it, it's looking like, you know, a lot of people are going to be moving into the middle class where, of course, consumerism and all the consumption and growing GDP and all those things in these countries will grow significantly, uh, which is, of course, very good for Africa and any kind of, uh, you know, businesses that are trying to um, go into these markets. Um, we're, we're not purely going to be focusing on Africa. The intention is also to, to work with Europe. It's, it's a place we do know. It's a place we do feel you know, South Africa and especially the Netherlands have a very close connection. We, the people are very similar. Um, and so we are actually working with quite a few dairy companies in Europe um, to, to facilitate our market in, in that market as well. Yeah, we at Vevolution, we've, we've seen, uh, you know, a lot of investment rounds from the countries you named, Kenya, Nigeria. Um, we've seen investment into those companies as well. So it's, it's definitely something that I can, uh, that, that I've noticed and it's just remarkable. It's really interesting to see and, and hoping things continue to grow there specifically. Um, you know, you all have completed a fundraising round process, uh, recently we, you know, through evolution, you're able to secure a little bit of that funding. I was just wondering if you could kind of, um, tell us about your latest fundraising round, uh, who led the round, and maybe, you know, one of the biggest, you know, challenges you had to overcome as a founder in, in, within that process. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a pre-seed round. So it was all raised with safe notes. Uh, there wasn't actually a lead investor. However, our biggest investors were uh, Big Idea Ventures. Uh, our first investor was actually Ryan Bethicourt from Sustainable Food Ventures. And then our other big in investor was also Pretty Capital. They've provided us with, uh, you know, a good amount of money. They've provided us with a lot of guidance in the, you know, over the process. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's been an amazing experience using the the Vivolution platform. Is of course very very easy. We we got an investment from Kale United through them, which has also been been awesome. It's good to have some European investors on the on the on the cap table as well. Um, yeah, and I actually recently I've been actually starting to see a lot more, uh, you know, people speaking to me on Vivolution. Definitely something we're going to be using uh, for our next raise as well. Uh, definitely going to add the, you know, the raise there and, and, and try to keep contact there. So, yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been a it's been an experience. It's definitely something that I think only some people find thrilling. I found it very thrilling, but I, it's a very stressful process. It's all about networking, in all honesty. Yeah. And, and if you have that, like you said, you guys have a massive consumer, or you have a, I guess, a, a crowd of people that you work with on a on a daily basis that you post content to. And I mean, even that, just eyeball seeing it, it's like that makes a massive difference. So it's been awesome. You know, throughout the 
throughout the fundraising process, I would imagine that you've had this conversation a few times. Um, so with, you know, with a precision fermentation company or with, with a lot of, uh, you know, cellular agriculture companies, there's a lot of R&D and there's a lot of, you know, process that has to go on over the next couple of years for you all before, before you're going to be providing profits to your shareholders compared to, you know, that maybe the traditional product that's been on the shelves, it has all these, you know, D to C retail channels that have been growing. How have you overcome that conversation with investors? How, you know, are you able to convince them of your, your IP and your, your technology and your, and your team? Because yeah, all things considered, I would, I would imagine it's, it can be a lot more challenging. Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you for reminding me of the long road that we still have ahead before <laughs> yeah, we welcome, start making money. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, the pre-seed raise thing is also, it seems to be a lot more of a biotech thing. Most, you know, food companies started seed raise because they already have, you know, at least a product that they're, you know, maybe selling at a at two or three coffee shops, which is very different to us. To us you you don't have a product in the beginning. You have a, you have the science and you have some of the things that you've proven. And so I, I think, especially for a biotech company that still has, you know, two, three, four years of research before a product actually hits the market, you it's a lot more about the skills in the team and the, the actual being able to showcase that you can execute on the story that you're telling. What are some fundraising best practices, you know, that you, that you know, now that you wish you would have known when you started? (laughs) There's so many things, honestly, things like, you know, the pitch deck is very important. Uh, it, it, it is, it is their first kind of view into who you are, who the team is, what you're trying to do. So, you know, get a Canva subscription, pay for it, make it look good. And people are more willing to just imagine, just, just, just put yourself in this investor's shoes and imagine that you are one. If someone sends you something ugly or they just send you a piece of paper, you're not going to read it either. You don't want to look at it either. Yeah. You can't show up to your first date with like your oldest shirt. You gotta, you gotta wear something nice. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, just, you know, put yourself in that person's shoes and imagine what they would need to make what you would need to feel comfortable. So once again, a good pitch deck, something that tells the story, a good financial model, show them that you are able to work with money. Um, and then just, just also be yourself. People, pe- you, people can see through other people. They can see when you're not being genuine. They can see when you are trying to lie to them. Just be yourself, be, be, be truthful, never lie to the people. And I think your, your road will be significantly easier. Now that you're, the round is complete, congratulations, you've, you've announced that publicly, you know, what are, what's the focus for 2022? What, what are the goals this year? What is a team working on? Uh, you mentioned you have a few new hires. Um, tell us about, yeah, tell us about what's going on now. Yeah, we, our runway, like I said to you, is, is looking still very good. However, we are looking to raise again in this year in, in June, July, because we, we, if we hit these milestones, we'll be able to, you know, kind of go to the next phase of, of what we're trying to achieve here. So by June, July, you know, we're, we, we, the science team is under a lot of pressure, but at least they're, they're, they're happy and healthy, or so I'm told. Um, they, they, they're, they're keen and they, you know, they want to do the things. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, 
there's just some very big uh, scientific milestones that we need to hit in order for us to, you know, go into our next raise. Um, we're going to be looking for a lead investor because uh, this will be an equity round. So that will in its own be, you know, a very interesting thing. We had a, had a call with, a, with some, some lawyers in, in America that's going to be assisting us. So, you know, kind of just getting these things, uh, getting right. I need, you know, fundraising is a full-time job and we, we're just kind of aligning ourselves and kind of gearing up towards achieving those things. Uh, we've, we have a few new hires. They've been a great addition to the team. The, the, the science just needs to be done. We're a biotech company. Once that's, the ones that it's, that's achieved, hopefully we'll be, we'll, getting to, we'll be getting to the market sooner rather than later. <laughs> Perfect. Um... The last question I have for you, uh, on the per- on the more personal side of things, is, yeah, as a as a co-founder, it can it can be pretty trying. It can be pretty intense. It can kind of wear you down. It can be very life-consuming. What are a few things that you do to take care of yourself and to stay happy, uh, and to just balance this this intense life that you have and this road that you're on? Um, I think that you know, especially the aspiring entrepreneurs would would definitely need to hear some of some of these strategies that you have in your personal life yeah i mean like you said sometimes we forget that we're human and we actually need some of our own time and we actually need to just chill a little bit uh it is a very intense journey i must say but however it is it is very rewarding um i wouldn't say that the entrepreneurship or being a founder is is for everyone in the world however if you feel like you know it's something that you want to do it's something you're most likely going to enjoy for me personally, I uh, do a ton of exercise. Not a day goes by where I don't exercise. It's, it, it, it keeps me grounded. And yeah, I mean, just spend, spending over the weekends, you know, at least try for a Sunday. Don't, don't open your laptop and just take some time off because I promise you the work that you've done on a Sunday is not going to be worth it uh, because you're going to just work, walk into Monday much, much fresher if you just took some time off. And, and that's kind of the, 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 what I try to do for, for not going insane. Well, I appreciate you being here today. You know, I am super excited for what DeNovo Dairy is doing. Um, we're so happy that you're a part of these, this, this collective of startups who have found some success on the Vevolution platform. And, and we're happy to continue to support what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, Jean, for being on the plant-based business podcast with Vivolution, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me again. Hello, Eric here, and thanks for listening to this episode of the plant-based business podcast brought to you by us here at Vivolution. We're building the world's leading plant-based and set lag community and marketplace. Head on over to www.vevolution.com to join our marketplace of investors and startups building solutions for a brighter future. In 2021, more than 25 startups secured partial or full round funding on Vevolution. And if you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a positive review. And please consider sharing it on your preferred social media channels. It really helps more people discover the positive stories we're sharing from around the world. Please give us a shout and tag us when you tell others about the podcast. You can find us on all social media channels at Vivolution. And you can email us at hello at Vivolution.com if you want to reach out. We love hearing from our listeners. As always, thank you to Bridie Allison Child, who edits the podcast, and all of our guests and you, our listeners, for supporting the show. See you next time.